And welcome to the Oddscast Podcast. I'm Dominic Leo, alongside Joe Delera, Terry Takes, producer Corey. It is Sweet 16 weekend coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament. First and second rounds have been completed. The NBA trade deadline just happened, I think, at today, right? Today, yeah. So yesterday, yeah. So I'm going to ask... Talking, wait, is, are you talking into a blow dryer? A microphone. Looks like a blow dryer. <laughs> Listen. I say, the tip of it did. Now that I... It did, right? Hide that LED light. Hide it. Hide it. Put it. It looks blow, blow dryer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to hold it up now all the time. Well, stop moving it because now I hear the thing. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Apologies to our listeners about the technical difficulties. Joe, why don't you give a little bit of an update on where the NBA trade deadline um, has been, where it's gone. It's over. I'm assuming now Oladipo I saw got moved. Oladipo got moved to uh, the Miami heat for basically nothing. They gave up uh, Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. Uh, Granted, part of the issue is that Oladipo wanted out of Houston and he had basically said he wanted to sign as a free agent at the end of the season, pretty much in either Miami or New York. So it was basically like whoever he was going to go to with his preference being Miami. Um, so the Rockets didn't have a lot of leverage. It's good trade for Miami, um, considering what they really gave up was nothing. Um, then, you know, another big trade was, uh, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, he is now on the Chicago bulls. Um, so it's interesting because before the season started, I thought the bulls were probably gonna be sellers at some point, but, um, now they kind of are all in, uh, with him and Zach Levine, they're going to be nasty in pick and roll. Um, Vucevic is one of the best like pick and roll players in the league. Um, I don't, is this, is this, is this Jordan Pippen 2.0? Is that what uh, we're talking? No, no, no. I would say, I would say less good, <laughs> less good defensively. Their offense is, I don't want to say comparable, but the offense is excellent between the two of them, but their defense sucks. Um, the nuggets got Aaron Gordon. I don't really like, I don't love the trade for them, but it's kind of like they just had to do what they had to do. And then the team of the almost is once again, the Boston Celtics and Danny Ainge can talk about how many trades he like almost completed. Um, It's insane. I don't understand what the fuck they're doing. They just keep like stockpiling picks and assets to try to make trades. And then they let like Vucevic was the perfect fit for Boston and they didn't do the trade. Um, and instead they made, they made a similar trade instead of two first round picks, they gave up two second round picks for Evan Fournier. Uh, don't Google his name. Um, not, not Why? great. It, I don't get it. Well, we, I haven't Googled his name cause people told me not to Google his name, but like, I want to know. It's like it, a skin condition. It's like a skin it's, disease. It's, it's, it's yeah. gang. It's gangrene. It's pretty it's gross. Yeah. Gangrene. It's pretty gross. It's so, gangrene on your, on your nether regions penis mm-hmm. no uh, well <laughs> you could look uh but so there's that and then i but i think one of the more interesting things that happened was that kyle lowry did not get traded um which was very surprising and lonzo ball also did not get traded um so he's going to be a hot commodity uh he's a restricted free agent at the end of the season um that is going to be very interesting and then we still have some movement. There's going to be some stuff on the buyout market. Like it seems like Andre Drummond is going to go sign with the Lakers and LaMarcus Aldridge will be signing with the Miami heat. Um, so 
kind of some interesting developments. Uh, I think that um, the Lakers are, I still feel like the Lakers and the Nets are the favorites. Um, the Sixers are also really, really good. Um, but I'm just concerned with Joel Embiid coming back from injury. Well, so I was going to ask you, do any of these moves mean anything in terms of futures? Because if not, then I don't really care. Uh, I would say yes. If you bet. So one of the bets that happened before the season that was kind of popular was the Bulls to make the playoffs. So that mm-hmm. bet's very alive now. Um, the uh, I would say that the Celtics got they, they did war. So if you have a Celtics future and you can cash it out, I would recommend doing that. Um, I would say that the uh, the Lakers are going to get better in like a weird way. Uh, the Raptors are the Raptors are done. I don't understand why they didn't trade Kyle Lowry. And uh, I would say that the Sixers still kind of win because they didn't do anything crazy. Like they got a couple guys, they got some good pieces and they didn't like totally blow up their chemistry and they got George Hill. So I, I, I think that the Sixers got better without giving up too much. It's not like a, it's not like a flashy trade, but I, I like their team composition, if that makes sense. Um, so I would say that, and as a Knicks fan thrilled that we didn't do anything stupid. So this is good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Joe, for Joe's NBA corner. Oh, I guess and one more this. thing. One more thing. The Oklahoma City Thunder have 24 draft picks over the next three years or something like that. I'm sure there's a lot of international players they're going to be stashing. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. Um, all right. I like this schedule now for this weekend because it's one of the first times since the NFL season that we have like a big weekend slate to prepare for and bet in the beginning of the week. So we're going to kind of look at where we're at. I think we're probably dead as far as the million dollar DK bracket is concerned, but there were some good things and there are some bad things. What do you want to start with the overview as far as the bad things uh, or good things? So we start good or bad. Bad. Definitely bad. Definitely right. bad. Always bad. So Always number bad. number one bad thing, I think, and we can go around and, and talk about it. Um, just, you know, kind of like a, a bracket therapy session here. Number one bad thing, I think, in terms of this podcast is we had Miss Cleo's Futures probably four weeks ago, three weeks ago before the conference tournament. And I recommended to... Miss Cleo slash producer Corey Loyola Chicago to make the final four. And it was plus 1150. And by the time the bracket was revealed on selection Sunday, they were matched up against Illinois and we gave no fucking thought to putting sister Jean (laughs) and Loyola Chicago in the final four. And we talked about, we talked about sister Jean the, the redux, the redux of Sister Jean, and we are seeing it play out in front of our very eyes. So congratulations if you listened to us four weeks ago and not a week ago, because now that plus 1150, I think, is down to like plus 140. Yeah. So I, I think that is the worst thing we did was not trusting the Ken Palm, not trusting the Miss Futures Cleo, and just – Mar, you know, trusting Illinois and, and at large, the big 10 as well. That is my, my worst of the worst uh, thing that we did in terms of our brackets. And I think as we have Illinois in our final, we are done. Terry, do you have any bad things you want to talk about? It sounded like a backhanded compliment. Good thing. 
Well, no, it's just because we didn't listen to ourselves. You got to trust your gut. And the gut said, no matter what, Sister Jean plus 1150 was good value and could happen. And then we just didn't didn't trust it. We puckered. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess my bad was I bet UConn to had some futures on UConn. And uh, they lost by nine in the first round of Maryland. So there was that. I was I was a big UConn, UConn proponent going into the tournament. I was a big uh, San Diego State proponent going into the tournament, Same. and that kind of it was the most frustrating goddamn thing to watch um, against Syracuse and watching a team. Yeah, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I mean, I, I just don't want to be on the other side of any Syracuse bet in the tournament ever, <laughs> ever again. Uh, it's insane. Oh, they just run that two-three zone every fucking year. It's crazy. So, Joe, what is your bet? I'm assuming your bet is Texas. Texas. Yeah, I don't know what your bet is. Texas was tough, but I will say, in my if own you don't make that, you're bad. No, what what is worse than that? I had Purdue in the final four. That's pretty bad. So yeah, that's embarrassing. That's what I, I, cause Texas didn't actually hurt my bracket. It just hurt my feelings. Um, like, yeah, but you called me stupid or you I called did. me an idiot and laughed in my face when I said, I'll do it Christian. again. You're an idiot. <laughs> Let's talk about the good. Let's talk about the good. Get some good hey, vibes going in. Shock is still there. Good. Let's talk about the good. Get some good vibes going into uh, these eight games. I think Wait, one of the hold on. Shaka Smart looks weird with hair. Can we yes. agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Bad. A bad. Shaka Smart's hair. He looks like a hipster that owns a cat cafe in Park Slope. Fair. 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 Okay. No one. Not no, wrong. Jump in. No. I thought moving. In. Moving. Moving to the good. Um, I think Arkansas might be one of our best goods. Arkansas and Florida State. Arkansas has, I think I actually said on the podcast, plus 850, I bet Arkansas to make the Elite Eight because I wasn't a believer in Ohio State. And they now have to beat Oral Roberts to make the Final Four, uh, make the Elite Eight. And and that bet to cast their 11-point favorites. I really don't see with a week, uh, almost a week to prepare, that the the fighting Musclemans in Arkansas lose that game. But, you know, it is March Madness. Um, any other good? I think another good was Florida State. Florida State looks great. I mean, I thought Michigan played well against LSU, but Florida State, I think, is in our Final Four. So I think we have three out of four Final Four picks still alive, right? I think yeah, so. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. That's not bad. It's not bad. So it's not good. any other good things you want to talk about that we talked about on this podcast? There was a couple um, of good things. Yeah, uh, my my Houston future survived the the first weekend. Dominic, sorry for your loss. Yeah, Rutgers. I don't think I've had. Sorry. I don't think I've had a more painful sports event in at least probably since the Mets World Series loss. I would say that's probably what. Um, is most comparable the game it was a, it's the, just the annoying thing is that the game was so winnable and they would have been in a region to make the final four just having to go through Syracuse the Beavers of Oregon State and Loyola Chicago which is you know it's doable but 
you know, that's that fell apart. And then Miles Johnson entered the transfer portal today as a grad transfer. So that is uh, not fun. And the team looks like it's not going to be as good as it was this year. And they had no seniors. And now, now they lost some of their, their important pieces. I, what is your sense on Houston now? Cause are they good? Like, are we in on them? I hey, still talking to the mic, Joe. That'd be cool. It's a podcast. I got to talk into the dryer. So let's go quick game by game here because um, there's only eight of them. And, you know, we went through, I think, 64 of them last podcast. So I think we could do it a little bit quicker this time. And, you know, we'll get into the Houston discussion because I do want to talk to Terry about it. First game on Saturday, Oregon State at Loyola, Chicago. Loyola, Chicago, minus six and a half point favorites, minus 300 on the money line. I don't really want to touch this game. And if I had to pick, I would probably take the points. I mean, Oregon state has, hasn't lost a game in like a month and a half and they can't seem to miss a shot. I don't think Loyola Chicago is a, you know, just because they won one game against Illinois. I don't think they're this juggernaut of a team, even though they dominated Illinois, but what are your thoughts here? Do you lean any which way? I lean towards Loyola, Chicago. Not going to doubt Sister Jean anymore. This is going to be the best defensive team Oregon State has played all year because Loyola, Chicago is the best team, defensive <laughs> team in the nation, according Smart. to Ken Palm. Smart. Smart. Um, they're not going to get offensive rebounds, and, and they can defend the three-pointer pretty well. Uh, and I think – Cam Cameron Cameron K, not not the arena, is gonna is gonna feast inside. Would you be comfortable putting Loyola Chicago in a parlay, money line parlay? Yeah, because that's kind of it. it uh, there's what is it? One, two, three, four games that are within six points or six to eight points. You know, minus three hundred money lines or less, and that like just screams broken parlay. So one of those teams is going to lose outright. I, I don't think that that's, you know, that's a good bet. If you parlay all three, all four of those teams, that's Loyola, Chicago, Baylor, uh, Houston, and Alabama. I think at least one of those teams loses. And to me, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I, I think that Loyola, Chicago is probably the first or second, most likely to team to blow up that parlay. Um, Villanova well, Baylor mean, next if, game. If they, if they do though, if they do, it's the first game. Then you just throw the next three in. <laughs> there you go. I like Problem that solved. idea, honestly. That's a, yeah. There you go. Except I really don't like Houston, and I'm going to bet Syracuse. So uh, Villanova Baylor second game. I like the. I, I mean, I've after our podcast, I kind of did an about face on Baylor. I think we kind of wrote them off pretty quickly. Um, you know, we what talked do you mean? You have them number one in your personal bracket. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like I, I wasn't going to bat for them in our, oh, in our uh, podcast. Is Joe, Joe did Joe, Joe did the thing where he doesn't listen. Yeah, I he literally said that. that same exact thing. Yeah. I was like, I did an about face because I wasn't I did the on thing. Baylor. And I then, did the thing. <laughs> but I like <laughs> Baylor to me is a complete team. They look awesome, and to me, it looks like Gonzaga Baylor. Like we 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 had that cancellation in December. Um, for these two teams, which would have been the number one and two teams the entire season. Um, and we didn't get that game because COVID took it away from us. So it seems like they're going to meet in the, in the championship game. But I, 
so for some reason to me, Illinois or Villanova at seven and a half points, like that's a lot of points. I would put Baylor in a money line parlay, but I'm not comfortable with Baylor um, with, you know, have, with giving them, giving them seven and a half points. So like, I, I do think Jay Wright can coach, especially with, uh, you know, a little five, six days to, to prepare. I think this game is a lot closer than the spread indicates your thoughts. Uh, I tend to agree. We got a little differing uh, tempos. Villanova with a slower paced offense as opposed to Baylor's. Likes to, likes to move, likes to run a little bit. Um, I just don't know if Nova can play, can play D against a three point, which Baylor's just going to hawk up. So, I mean, if Baylor goes a little cold, Nova slows the tempo down. I could I could see it being, you know, with a Jay Wright experienced team. I could see him you now coming in under the under the seven and a half. Yeah, I mean it's I really gonna be it. it's gonna be all tempo, right? Because I mean the spread, the, the over-under move from 132 to 140. So it's if Villanova can slow the game down, that under's hitting and the and the spread's hitting. It yeah. might be a good thing to kind of parlay both, you know, whatever side you think is, is more likely to dictate the pace is, you know, if you think Baylor is going to cover the seven and a half spread, maybe bet the over one forty and a half. If you think Villanova is going to dictate pace, hit the plus seven and a half under minus one forty. So Villanova is getting 70% of spread bets for 9% of the money, which is not great. <laughs> It's a public thought I just had then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oral Roberts, Arkansas. Uh, Terry, you've been the Oral Roberts king. Oral king. I love love Oral Roberts. Tell me what they do. Tell me what they need to do to win this game. Uh, Well, they need to score more points than (laughs) Arkansas. That would be my rule number one. Um, They did play in... December, I believe. Did they play December? Oh no, this was they I mean did. they played last year. Did they play this year or last year? No, yeah, no. They played in uh December 20th. Arkansas won 87 to 76. Yes. Sorry. Too many coronas. So they kept it within eleven. I think Oral Roberts is playing well. Obviously, if they won, it would be the farthest the 15 seed has advanced, I believe. That's correct. Middle Tennessee didn't win their Elite Eight game or Sweet 16 game question mark um I'm, i forget how to say the guy's name again max is amos is amos the b is silent that's all i know max abmus no the b is silent you max, just ignored max that amos no omis it's doesn't matter uh, what are you, what, whatever what i trust him i trust him to run the offense he was awesome i think you know, what you see in college basketball is so much more interesting because, you know, there's limited scholarships on the team. It's not like football where you get 80 scholarships. Um, so you just have like all these kids on reserve that don't even dress on game day that are on scholarship. So there's more of a, the, the talent pool in college basketball is more spread out. So yeah. you can have these teams from smaller conferences that can compete yeah, the power the power schools. Like if everyone wants a tournament in college football, you know if that happened, 
it's still going to be the same four teams because of the depth of their talent, because they hoard all of the talent with all the scholarships. So I think it is, you know, interesting college basketball that happens. So I went on a little bit of a tangent. I do think Oral Roberts can compete. I, I don't love the Arkansas team. They've won two close games. They barely beat Colgate. I think Oral Roberts is better than Colgate. I think they're going to make it. It's all going to come down to whether they make their shots from three point. Uh, range which you know Arkansas is about middle of the road in defending against um, Arkansas is going to score against Oral Roberts defense so it's all going to come down to how well you know Oral Roberts can make, make I, pointers and you know go from I've, there I have a nugget about your guy Max Abmas <laughs> the B is silent both of you said the B the I, thing, the thing Joe did I the did thing the again thing. don't know how to say his name but the B is silent alright but According to Synergy Basketball, he has led all high-volume Division One scores this season, scoring 1.16 points per possession. So, what does that mean? We love it. To me, to me, like I, I've kind of crystallized this thought over a couple years of watching the NCAA tournament, and to me, the higher-seeded teams lose in upsets when they face a team with a different style than them. Like that kind of gets them uncomfortable. And to me, Arkansas and Oral Roberts kind of play the same style, just like Arkansas and Colgate kind of play the same style. They're both high scoring up-tempo teams. I think they've played this game already. Like I, you know, I, I 11 points is a whole lot, especially for an over under that's 159. Um, and, and you expecting both teams to score here. But I just think that, you know, I, I don't, I don't see Oral Roberts winning this game. So. It is what it is. Syracuse, Houston, probably the most, I, I, I think that this is the upset game here. Plus 240 money line for Syracuse, plus seven. Um, Terry, you're going to have to be the Houston backer here. Houston, number four in Ken Palm, so they're one of the top four teams remaining. I just think that, like, you, you're you going to look back at this, I think, and see, you know, this Midwest region right now, 8-9 or 8-12, 11 2 is the seating, and you just kind of like people I think are just putting Houston in the final four, and that's just not that just doesn't happen. Houston to me still hasn't played anyone this season, like their their number one win was a non conference win against Texas Tech. Like Wichita State got destroyed, it looked god awful against Drake. Like, I don't think Wichita, I just don't think the conference was good. So, to me, you have a team in Syracuse that you know could get them playing a little bit. you know, outside their, their tempo, they don't shoot the ball particularly well. They do get offensive rebounds at a very high clip, which is the only concerning thing, but if they play the zone, well, it should, it should, um, you know, cut down on the offensive rebounds. But I think that, you know, that makes no sense. I just, Why? but also, also Houston seen it- zone a lot this season. They've seen zone a little bit more because uh, Tulsa and Tulane both play zone. So uh, they're seeing that in conference, which is like they've seen zone at like a top 50 ish like rate. So and they lost and they lost to Tulsa this year. So so, but still, at least they've seen it and they have five days to prepare for it. So I don't know. Just the thought like I don't I just I just don't think Houston is like I think it's kind of fool's gold. Like I just think that this team is like it's Xavier, you know. 
in the last 10 years. It's Cincinnati in the last 10 years where you have a team from a mid-tier conference that just runs through the conference and then they play, um, you know, they, they get upset early by a middle of the road power conference team. Like we've seen this happen over and over again. And I think the matchup is, is, is fair. Um, like, I don't think there's a huge matchup um, advantage either way. I just think that Syracuse is, you know, I just don't think Houston's good. Like it's a play against Houston. It's not necessarily a buy on Syracuse. That's my thoughts. I think you are a foolish, foolish boy. I've watched, I've watched three full Houston games this year and I have not, they've won all three. But I've not been impressed oh. with 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 that. I've I've seen them play Memphis twice, and I saw them play Rutgers. I mean, a lot of it depends on Jeru's health, but he has a whole week to to get to get healthy. Um, I just think it. I think the game is going to come down to the offensive rebounds that Houston's going to be able to get against his zone, um, and you know when Houston doesn't make their shots. You know, if they go through a cold streak, they just blitz the offensive boards and they can just put them back up. So, I mean, I think even if their shots aren't going, they're going to get a lot of second chance uh, points against Syracuse. And, you know, Houston has a really good defense. So to think that Syracuse and Buddy Beheim is going to be able to just launch threes all game, you know, without anyone in their face, they're going to be, they're going to have to make contested shots. So, um, I, I like Houston. I would like to see the line get, get a little lower. It's moved the opposite way than I thought it was going to. Cause I thought Syracuse would be, you know, more public bet. Um, what's the percentage I, bet on here? They're actually Syracuse is only getting 40% of spread bets, but 46% of the money. Um, but the line had moved, the lines obviously moved towards Houston. It looks like on some books. I like, I really like Syracuse spread here a lot. It's probably one of my top three picks. So we'll get into our picks very quickly at the end of this, but I, I, they're my upset pick. Like I just see this money line hitting. I I do. They're getting a ton on the money line. Like they're getting 36% of bets, but 78% of the money on the money line. That's, that's what I am. I'm, I'm being my own sharp. Um, we'll see what happens. Creighton, Neck, and Zaga. When I get him, we'll talk. We'll, we'll just give our slip bets at the end of this. Creighton, Gonzaga, minus 13. Gonzaga, I don't really want to touch this game. I, you know, I, good luck if you bet Creighton, but. <laughs> it, like, Gonzaga should not have covered the last game really either. Well, that's kind of, we got to, is, is that kind of cause for concern that they didn't look great against Oklahoma? Um, Mm. Mm. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, they came back and covered that game, but I don't know. I feel like it never felt like they were going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it was more of a concern. Are they, were they going to cover whatever it was like 15 points? Yeah. I don't really have much to say about this game because I really don't like betting Gonzaga at this in this in these spots because you know I just hate spreads that are spread. over spreads that are double digits and sweet sixteen games are just not things I want to touch. So <laughs> fair. Yeah, I don't really love this game. I mean Creighton shouldn't even be here. They should have lost to <laughs> the Gauchos. Gauchos, yeah. All they right. Like um so I'm a little a little bitter about that. Um but what's his name? Zygrowski just kind of 
he's kind of he's having a little Kemba a little Kemba moment, just kind of taking over the tournament for for Creighton. So I'd be a little nervous, um, you know, from Gonzaga. Uh, I, Thirteen points is a lot. I'd consider taking Creighton. Underdogs have covered a lot during this tournament, um, but I will not be laying any of my own dollars uh, on this game. I, I could see maybe a little first half bet if the spreads is spreads a ton. And usually Gonzaga is a second half team, and they already, um, you know, blitzed Oklahoma in the first half, much to my chagrin. But you know, like I said, I don't really think there's a lot to to play on this game. Florida State. Go, wait, hold on, hold on. People are people are. There's some whispers. Jalen Suggs over uh, what's his name? Cade. Cade. Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> I think if anybody goes two, it's probably going to be Mobley. Okay. That's my I, mean, I, I think it's going to, it might depend on which team, but I'd be shocked. If somebody takes somebody over Cade, I think that's crazy. Yeah. Florida's, I think it'll, be great. it'll be a Greg Oden, Kevin Durant situation. We're back at the Kevin Durant comparison. <laughs> I think Mobley kind of looks more like Durant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Florida state, Michigan. Um, I've loved Florida state this whole tournament, but plus two and a half against Michigan. I think this is just a fate. Like, I think this is, I think if, if the big East didn't go, you know, if there's only one, if there's more than one big East team left or big 10 team in this tournament, sorry, saying big East, if there was more than one big 10 team in this tournament and they didn't fall flat on their goddamn faces in this tournament. I think this line would be Michigan three and a half four. I think this is a fate of the big 10 and I think Florida State looked very good against a Pac-12 Colorado team, but I just think that they matched up well against Colorado. Um, I, I again, I love Florida State here, but I have not bet it because I'm afraid of Michigan. Thoughts? I bet you bet it. I bet it because Terry bet it. Uh, I like Florida State. I don't trust Michigan. I like the Leonard Hamilton coaching advantage over. Um, what's his name? Why well, can't think of Jawan his name? Howard. Jawan Howard. Um, and, and I don't know if Florida Florida State has hit their stride yet. I mean, they they blew out Colorado, and I think like the first game was eh. The second game, you know, they started to hit their stride, and I think you know this game they'll come. They're warmed up and ready to play. I, Florida um, State, like if they hit shots, they are a very scary team. Like they are. Yeah. Very, yeah. very scary. I have Florida State beating Gonzaga or, you know, in, in the final game in my personal bracket. But, you know, I, this game just scares me. I, I've I've been to this point having Florida in the Elite Eight, Florida in the Final Four, like the whole time. But, you know, this is going to be the game that decides it because I think they and, do. I think they do handle whoever wins Bama UCLA. And we 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 mentioned this on the last show kind of in jest, but. Florida State's got the length to disrupt disrupt Michigan's offense and and you know oh, wow. yeah. get some hands and some faces. So it's not going to be it's not going to be easy going for the Michigan offense here. What's the uh, spread down uh, the public it percentage is, here? Uh, let's see. Oh, we lost that. Hold on. I'd imagine this is tough because this opened. I think at Florida State plus three. Yeah. It's plus. It's down to plus two and a half. Um, 
Florida State is getting 34% of the bets for 83% of the money. Oh, God and damn it. <laughs> the money and the money line is similar. They're getting 42% of bets for 66% of the money. All right. I'll hit it. I'll hit it. Yeah. It's it's trending that way. Um yeah, I got it. You got to hit that spread and then sprinkle money line, I guess, maybe yeah. throw it in a parlay. UCLA Bama. I got this at, at Bama minus five when it opened. Um, it's six and a half now. And it's moved a ton. Um, I still kind of like it at six and a half. Like Bama scores a, a ton. So if NBA they win, offense. yeah. So if they, if they're able to hit shots, I know Pac 12 length might be a concern here, but I just think that, you know, UCLA has crept up in the Ken Palm rankings just because they've been playing so well. And, uh, you know, I think they kind of got a pretty solid draw just by beating BYU and then facing Abilene Christian. So they haven't really been tested, but you know, I, I like Alabama a lot here. Yeah. That, uh, that's also, uh, is this your upset pick Terry? Uh, I, I like Alabama. Um, but I'm a little concerned. You know, they've been making a lot of shots. I'm thinking there's going to be a little regression on, on their shot making. UCLA, they don't do a great job defending the three, um, but they can keep up on offense. It could, it could be a close game. I'm not ready to write off the Bruins yet. They're playing with house money. They weren't supposed to make the tournament, and then they somehow snuck in and – you know, they've been playing great ever since. So uh, they also have won three games at this point because they had the playing game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So it, usually the slipper falls off for Cinderella this weekend, but I'm not I'm not so sure about UCLA with with Mick Cronin. You know? right. I can see it. I can see it. I mean, there's a reason why the, the money lines, you know, only minus 300 still doable. See, it's, 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 it's kind of, you can see it. You can see it, but I see it. I can, I see the money line. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> All right. That could be your upset pick. I'm looking at, like I said, I'm looking at Syracuse, a little more value too. Plus two forty versus plus 200. I'm looking at MGM. I don't know what it is. The other places, uh, final game here, Oregon, USC, USC has moved to minus two. This was a pick em when it came out. Um, I, I love USC. I think they look yeah. fucking awesome. But the fact that this is a conference game against the team that's also hot um, concerns me too. But I think, it, you know, in a, in a pick em game, if, you know, I bet the money line minus 120, it's minus 140 right now. I still think it's a hit. Um, but I do think that this game is, you know, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight. No easy, no easy wins here. It's a dogfight. Woof, woof. I mean, they played earlier in the year. USC won by 14 points. It was uh, not close from the tip. Uh, and USC kind of just ran away with it. Uh, Oregon, you know, like you said, has looked good. But I think USC has just looked a little gosh darn better. Um, so I I would take it at two. Um, I would probably even take it up to three. Uh, USC over the Oregon Ducks. Selling points. Fuck the Ducks. Um, 
I like also, um, since these Elite Eight games are going to be going on right after and we're not going to hear, you're not going to hear from us until it's the Final Four. Um, I, I, I like, mark this down, whoever wins USC Oregon is a bet on the spread against Gonzaga. Whoa. I mean, it's unfortunate that those two Pac-12 teams played each other because they probably were the two best teams to make the final four for the Pac-12. So now they play each other and then the winner has to play Gonzaga. I just, I just uh, think Gonzaga. Let's go back to the good, the Pac-12. They've really, they've really um, fixed their reputation in the tournament. And I have, I I was saying this whole time that the Pac-12 very underrated this year. So gold star for you. Thank you. I'm talking about the good in this podcast. The uh, Gonzaga has not played any Pac-12 teams this year. Um, And, you know, they're the West Coast Conference. That's usually like the big, you know, can they get out of the Pac-12 shadow? And I just think that, you know, Mark Few's only made one Final Four. And I think that that's going to be a, you know, kind of get the monkey off their back in terms of, you know, playing with the big boys out on the West coast. Like, I think that that's, there's going to be more to be said about, you know, USC's and Oregon's prestige and just kind of like how close that game's going to be. Cause I think it's, I think it's a mental thing. Like, I think if they were playing like a team that was not on the West coast, but here they're guaranteed to be playing a team on the West coast an Oregon USC team. That's kind of been, you know, the, the, Darlings, as you said, the two best teams in the Pac-12. I think they both had the length to match Gonzaga and kind of make things, especially USC. Um, so, you know, I think the spread's going to be a little overinflated, especially if Gonzaga comes out and just wipes Creighton, which could happen. Like, I think that spread could be six, seven points, and I would bet it. I think it's going to come down to the wire. Any thoughts in that sense before we get into our picks um, about elite eight, potential Elite Eight matchups? Stuff to watch for. I'd be pretty excited for Baylor, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I think that would be Wow. Putting Baylor and Arkansas through against the Oral Roberts. I'm excited to <laughs> just, see. I'm just saying, like, I feel like that, like, I feel like that game's probably the most, I feel like that's the most likely of these final four, or like of the final four matchups to happen. I'm excited just, to see which high seed makes it to the final four that we're not expecting. Is it Syracuse? Is it Loyola? I mean, I guess Loyola is. Yeah. That, that's a, probably that's, one of that's the expected favorites. as far as the part, as far as the futures are concerned. Yeah. You know, is it UCLA or, I mean, you got number seven, Oregon. So there's a lot of high seeds left or does Villanova shock the world without Colin Gillespie and make it to the final four. That also could happen. I think, Loyola. you know, it's it's Michigan is probably viewed as the weakest one seed left. Yeah. At, but so you could see, you know, some some crazier stuff come out of that bracket, but it is what I'm it rooting is. for a Loyola Oral Roberts semifinal. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I'm alone in this. You're not. No. Yeah. I, Battle of the Christians. Mr. Gene gets oral. We haven't had a holy war like this in quite some time. I'd be excited. Exactly. To watch. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like a new school. That's like straight Martin Luther schism right there. You know, teach people how to read motherfucker. <laughs> I'll show you. Mr. I'm, I, I am, you know, kind enough to 
to sacrifice my Houston championship <laughs> bet for for a loyal uh, Oral Roberts Final Four. How long right. do you think it would take for uh, Oral Roberts versus Sister Jean memes to completely ruin the joke? I don't think that if joke could be ruined. Right. We don't we don't have enough religious jokes going on. It'll be a perfect I just mean the, on the face, like a nun and Oral. I thought you meant like the actual person, Oral Roberts, who was like no. the, the Joel Osteen of like his era. Um, I I was like, like we no one's really not not many people are talking about like Oral Roberts. As Tell me a, about Joel Osteen later on. I have a tidbit for you. All right, we'll we'll save it for pods and Rex. Um, let's just go quick into the picks. Let's give the people some picks. Um, we'll go one by one. Give people two picks. Uh, Terry, go ahead. Uh, the Oral Roberts University plus eleven and a half. They're going to take it to Arkansas. Musselman acted like a jackass after they beat. Um, well, I can't think of who they beat after they beat Florida. No, after they beat Texas Tech and like ran, jumped onto like the table, like he was a star player and was like pumping up the crowd. It, like it, he looked like a jackass. Um, so give me, give me the Oral Roberts plus 11 and a half based on solely Musselman's jackassery. Um, I'll go next. I, I'm going to recommend a parlay and then I'll recommend a pick. So I, I placed a Baylor Bama money line parlay. So I love that you like, I, I, like I said, like I think Baylor beats Nova. I I'm not comfortable with the spread as high as it is, but it's a pretty good, you know, parlay that you could probably hedge fairly well because Bama's kind of a, an up and down team. And there's a chance, a pretty decent chance that there's some pretty wild swings in that Bama UCLA game. So, you know, if you have the Baylor one hits on Saturday, you go into Sunday and Bama starts off cold or UCLA takes the lead, you know, double down early, early second. Um, You can double down or you can just, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of hedging, hedging opportunities available, especially with UCLA plus 200 too. So it's, if you're, if you're like a live bet kind of guy and looking around the TV, I like the Baylor Bama parlay here for that. Um, I like USC. Uh, I would just take the money line at the minus one thirty uh, on FanDuel, And I just think that they, I like how they're playing. They have a ton of size, some NBA prospect there. I love it. So UFC minus one thirty. not the most intelligent analysis, but I just trust you and Terry and I generally follow you guys. It's been profitable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a pretty good tournament for me so far. I know it's been probably pretty good for Terry too. The only thing that I regret is chase. Like I, I'm actually going to talk about this for like 20 seconds. Do please don't chase the all. If I didn't chase uh, Illinois, if I didn't chase Illinois and I didn't chase San Diego state in the beginning, I would be having a lucrative tournament, not a good tournament, a lucrative tournament. And it's just, you double down on halftime when you probably shouldn't. And that's, that's kind of how, how I'm in this position with only a good and not a lucrative, lucrative thing. Terry, what's your other bet? Um, I do like USC. Yeah. I'll co-sign uh, on USC too. Not, 
Okay, but I'm not going to take them because Joe just did. I took them because um, I think you took them. No, I'm saying for the picks. Yeah, I know. Like, we're all in agreement. Of giving diversity. God, you know how boring this would be? It's like, oh, yeah, I take USC too. Okay, <laughs> cool. Five-minute podcast. I'm trying to give the people what they want. Do you think Skip Bayless and fucking Shannon Sharp actually disagree on everything? Or do you think Honestly, it's hard for TV? Possibly. They, they possibly disagree just on everything. God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to take Florida State plus two and a half. Go Seminoles. I don't like Michigan. Fade the Big Ten. It's your last chance to do it. Um, and the length. They have the length. Yeah, I like Florida State. I like USC. Yeah. Um, but to round this out, I, I'm going to go on a limb and take Syracuse plus seven. Um, it's the 955 game on the East Coast on Saturday night. It just seems to me like it's going to come down to the wire and Houston, you know, as for as many games as they have, as they have won seven points is a, is a lot for a team that hasn't been dominant. Um, and especially that I think has a, as a little bit of a soft schedule here. So, um, you know, they've been in close games anytime they played a team pretty much under a hundred in Kempom for the last two months, whether it was, you know, beating Memphis at the buzzer on a half court shot, squeaking out a win against Memphis again in the AAC tournament. And then uh, that game against Rutgers, you know, when they've played higher level, you know, quote unquote, higher level talent, the game's usually been close. So that's my, those are my picks. So I will say if you want to bet Syracuse, I would probably take them now at seven. If you want to take Houston, I would wait closer to tip because I think, Syracuse as you know as a dog the casual fan is probably just going to bet on Syracuse the sharps are hitting it at seven right now because I just did so be aware Ooh. all right be let's get <laughs> give me uh give me you your final sharp give me your final four real quick producer Corey we'll start with you yeah you're gonna want to skip me <laughs> <laughs> I can't look away from the devil's game what's going on all right, uh, Joe. I'll cut that part. Joe, who's your final four? Not keep it. In. Joe, final four. Uh, Gun to your I'm head. Final four. Gonzaga, Alabama, uh, Baylor, and uh, is Loyola or no Houston? Houston. What the fuck is going on? God will remember that, Joe. I don't know what is going on over there. <laughs> I was trying to look at the bracket because I didn't remember who was in which fucking thing. And I don't know what happened. I got somebody talking to me from the NCAA. Terry. I'm going to stick with my, my bracket, my, pre, my pre-tournament bracket with Houston playing Arkansas in the semifinal. Houston advancing to the final. And well, we don't Gonzaga. we don't have to wait until we can do that when it's final four time. <laughs> I know. I'm just telling you. I'm just I'm just saying it now. So it's even okay. cooler when I'm right. Uh, and then Gonzaga, Florida State, Gonzaga to the final. Houston wins. Go Cougs. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Baylor out of the South. Loyola out of the Midwest. Um, and then in the East, I'm gonna go Florida State. And then the West, I'm actually going to pick whoever wins that USC Oregon game. I, I really think that there's too many people on Gonzaga and too many people just penciling them in 
to for us to not see something crazy. So that's so you my picked five teams to go to your final four. <laughs> I'll pick uh, I'll pick USC. USC. Okay. All right. Pods and Rex to carry us out. Bruce or Corey, are you done? I mean, it looks it's a commercial right now. It's a commercial break. I can look away. Um, just uh, read books. I have been reading a lot of books recently and loving it. Went to Barnes and Noble today and did my civic duty in hiding all of Joel Osteen's books that were put out in front. I do it every time I go. Uh, I don't want people getting bamboozled and hoodwinked into buying his books and continuing his empire of filth to uh, grow. Uh, then I also realized in Barnes and Noble, there's no self-help area, but there is self-empowerment and self-growth separated in a totally separate ends of the store. And when I asked the lady about it, she said, well, there's minor differences. And I said, which would be? And she said, well, uh, most of the authors in the self-growth are from a to about K, and then the rest of them we put in the other section. I was like, oh, so it's alphabetical and it's the same thing. She was like, yeah. So score one for me for making them sound stupid and uh, score two for me for hiding Joel Osteen's books because fuck that guy and fuck Oral Roberts while we're at it retroactively. Read a book. All right. Um, I'm going to recommend, so I guess this is a good time to talk about it. I quit Top Shot and I recommend giving up on your addictions, especially when they dreams. start, um, you know, interfering with your, your daily life. I was just checking it too much and I uh, got to know when to personally walk away. I mean, you know, did I sell the absolute bottom for the next month? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm still walking away with a 3x ROI, and I mean, eventually when they're gonna be able to cash me out, because I gotta wait another goddamn two weeks for them to uh, cash me out and cash out less than half of what I asked to cash out. So, you know, I'm just I'm done. I I put 2FA on my account too, so like it's an extra layer of security for me to log in, but it's also extra work for me to log in. So I won't do that. <laughs> so um, no more checking it at work. And uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I, I bought a, I bought an actual art piece with the profits. If hopefully I see them. And then I'm also thinking of getting a uh, PS five, but apparently they're all fucking gone. And also part of a crazy bubble resale market. Mining. <laughs> corporation or something ultimate irony would be if your art piece got destroyed in transit no it's here it's here oh, i have it we see I have it? No. Yeah, what is it because it's um it's still in the the packaging because i'm i'm taking it I, it's not framed so i'm just taking it oh, straight to the framing place it. yeah exactly so um it's a picture of uh scrooge mcduck and he's awesome. like he's flipping a coin and it says uh the greatest investment is yourself so it's like but it's like really graffiti like it's like a ironic like you know you see those like leadership like thumbs up like stock photo stuff so i like it it's going Shoot in the, for the moon <laughs> yes yeah it looks fantastic terry Thanks. you want to go uh sure uh first i would be remiss if i didn't comment on yesterday's uh, U.S. versus uh, Jamaica friendly is the first time, you know, you had most of the U.S.'s, you know, expected uh, stars or starters um, play together uh, in, in the national kit. And, you know, we got, we got the 4-1 four, the four victory. 
was just good seeing the boys out there. Sergio Dest with just like a 35-yarder, bending it like Beckham. Uh, Who I is am what? What? Not American. He isn't. He isn't. But I mean, we whatever. Um, so it's just ah, it was, it was. I felt it in my loins. I felt a tingle in my loins. So at halftime, I bet on the U.S. to win the World Cup at a hundred to one, uh, a little more, as I slowly, slowly hedge into my position just a little more, a little more, um, and then hopefully when they win, I can retire. Um, like your fourth one, right? At least four. Oh uh, no, uh, I bet it like eight times now. I think. Holy sweet shit! Yeah, I, okay. I have a spreadsheet to keep track. Eight um, times on normal sports books, or eight times on the score. Uh, normal. Yeah, good. Okay. I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to recommend in terms of seeing the future and rewatching a show. I love, uh, psych on USA it was on for like eight years. Incredible show. It's like the mentalist, but better. Hmm. I am going to recommend. Wait, Joe, I had a question before you start. Yes. Is soup season over? Soup season is waning. I will still always make time for split pea soup, but uh, I would say that soup season is on the way out. Short season is about to be in. So we're sticking with our S's still. Okay. Go on. Um, I am going to recommend buying tickets to your local sports teams games. If you can go and you're vaccinated. So I've just bought tickets to uh, the Knicks and they're going to be playing the Grizzlies. So I could see John Morant in action as well. Um, and the Knicks actually, um, I, I was shocked at the price of the tickets. Number one, they weren't crazy expensive because they're selling them in batches right now uh, since they couldn't release for the whole season when the season started. But also they've been sending me emails about what you need to do to get in. So you either have to bring your vaccination card and show that you've been fully vaccinated uh, with your second dose or whatever your last dose is 14 days prior. Um, You have to bring in 14 days prior to the game to show them. No, no, no. So like if in order for your vaccination to be considered Uh, vaccinated, you'd have to go have like you had your second shot to brain fart on my part. Yeah. So you, but you have to bring your card or you can get a PCR test from like your doctor or whatever within, with a test result from like saying that the test was within 72 hours of the event, or you can pay $30 and they have a thing to waive all of it. (laughs) Basically, you just want a beer and a hot dog, 30 bucks, bud, get in here. It's just $30 handout. I think like the instant test and you have to get it within six hours of the start of the game. Um, so like uh, down the street, you can go to and spend 15 to get one. And yeah, probably. So, uh, but that's, those are the requirements. I thought it was interesting. Um, I did, I normally don't do this, uh, but I did elect to buy ticket insurance, which feels like a scam, but I felt like because of COVID, uh, it may be worth it. Uh, in this instance, I found out flight insurance was a fucking scam. Flight Who buys flight insurance? Who buys insurance? That's so It was dumb. awful. Also, like all of your, if you have a travel credit card, if you have like a Chase card, I think they, it's built in to the card. Yeah, I didn't. 
You silly, oh. you silly goose. Yeah, 15 bucks I'll never see again, but I'll complain about for the rest also, of the Also, Joe, just so you know, ticket insurance doesn't cover shit. So, no, it was like yeah, very thin. Like but I was reading it though. And it First did seem- in a long time. It, Fuck it, right? It said something about COVID. So I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Lawyers. Yeah, probably said doesn't cover COVID. Yeah, watch. There'll be an attack on the US soil and we'll have to cancel everything. We'll be like, yeah, sorry, bud. You only right. bought COVID insurance. Right. <laughs> you need flood insurance too. All right. Well, good luck with that. Um, hope you, yeah. hopefully you get to see your, your beloved Knicks. Um, we'll see you next week. I think that this is a, a great sports weekend. Going to have a couple games on and then the games are right after Monday, Tuesday, uh, the elite eight. So, you know, it's college basketball season, best time of the year, in my opinion, in terms of sports betting for it. And uh, you know, We'll see you next week for Joe Delara, Terry Takes, producer Corey, Don DeLeo. Uh, Goodbye. Live, yeah. USA. 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 I love that you just keep yeah. adding to that bet. It's like, wow! Yeah. I'm about to say it. It's like a slam to the face. Tell me, how's the 360 taste? Now you're just another poster, your mother's disgrace. You're about to get laced when you go against my team. Lose your self-esteem when I throw another scream. When I throw another dream, it's gonna fall, of course. I'm wearing the goggles the Kurt Rambis used to sport. You coming up short like Spud Webb gets to walking. I pull a Mutumbo and let my finger do the talking. It's NBA, you cats know how to spell it. Been down with EA Sports since Lakers versus Celtics. But this new new game, Hot Crawl takes out the trash. I'm Michael Bibby with a little dash of Steve Nash. I'm quick to dribble pass i'm quick to bounce pass and quick to take the lane if i see an open path and i'm quick to do the math either way you getting this you might not see the fist but you definitely hearing this it's wow 2003 nba ea hot crawl mc we wow i'm a coachy coachy layup's not an option rebound closely wow you see that jersey cat yeah. never double zero with that hero of rap that's wow so y'all should be ashamed because if it's in the game then it's in the game you talking trash, kid? That's no way to start. I got a shot like Pedrag and a mouth like John Stark. Huh. Tell you apart, so you gotta play with heart. I'm an apparent all-star from the three-pointer mark. An apparent first-teamer on the defensive squad. I'm the white Ben Wallace without a yoked-up bar. Oh, God. Why do you insist you got skills? You insist you rock rims. You insist that you for real. It's official. I'm top five. You not starting. When I crash boards and throw like Kenyon Martin. I love this game, so you better clear the zone. My crossover's dope. Leave your ankles at home. Follow the leader, I'm down to spit heaters Pass the rock to Snoop and then wave the cheerleader uh, Hot curl, press start and I'm set Whether banking off the glass or it falls all net It's still Wow! 2003 NBA EA Hot curl MC We Wow! I'm a coasty coachy Layup's not an option Rebound closely Wow! You see that jersey cat Number double zero with that hero of rap That's Wow! Why don't you press start?